0: Unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriter's Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel.
1: All right, so we got a lot to cover. Jump right in. Question, how do you put together a seven, eight, or even nine-figure promotion? And just in case this wasn't clear. Nine figures means north of $100 million. And yes, you're about to meet someone who has written a promotion that took in more than $100 million. But in fact, there are very few copywriters who have done all this and will tell you how. However, our special guest today is one of the few can and Will, and he's Henry Bingaman. There are precious few copywriters who have done all of this. and But Henry's one of them, all told his copy has generated well over 300 million. He's written blockbusters for Newsmax, Natural Health Sherpa, Money Map Press, as well as other top publishers. And just as important to me, Henry is both trusted and feared by those at the top. I can't think of a better way to demonstrate trust than by what top copywriter Marcella Allison said. I practically have Henry Bingaman on speed dial, seriously. Whenever I'm faced with a difficult choice or a major business or career decision, he's the first person I reach out to. And as far as the fear I was talking about, it's the right kind. It's the kind you want to have as a copywriter. The legendary late Clayton Makepeace said, Henry is on the short list of copywriters I would never dream of going up against he really is that good so now you know a little bit about henry but what you're going to hear today is about his awesome seven stories method for writing powerful long-lasting chart-topping sales letters and vsls just as soon as we cover this increasingly important reminder copy is powerful you're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast and most of the time Common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing offers for cop, for products in highly regulated industries like health, finance, business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Henry, welcome, and thanks for making time to
2: see us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely absolutely david thanks for having me on it's a a pleasure to see you again
1: yeah you know i was on henry's podcast a couple weeks ago and we had a blast with that too so it is great to see you again so you've got the the seven story method but what you really call them are story blocks right could you explain the concept of story blocks
2: yeah, I really, I, I think of it, the, the metaphor that works the best for me is like bricks and mortar. So I, I build all these bricks out before I start writing a promo. You got to get you're like your you're building supplies together, right? Because writing a promo is more like constructing a promo the way I see it. So all these individual stories are individual bricks that I'm going to use to put together to create the promo at the end. And then in between is all the mortar. So all the transitions, all the, the ideas that go into sewing these ideas together to really make the promo in the shape that you need it to be. So it's the story blocks, I consider them blocks because again, you're building that brick and it is its own self-contained little unit. Like that is the core strength of it, but none of it works if you don't sew it all together with the mortar and to get the shape you want. Does that make sense?
1: It does. It's perfect. I thought it was something like that, but that makes it crystal clear now. And before we jump in, the other thing is a brick, a story block might actually contain more than one, well, what I call micro story but it, it is it is a cohesive unit that that does something specific in your copy yeah
2: yeah absolutely and i mean sometimes you end up breaking the bricks apart right like you might have something like you might build a brick and then have to break it apart and put it together in different ways later so there are different stories in it but i, don't, I mean you can get down to the micro level of each fiber you know each sentence but at the end of the day i like it's just so much easier for me to think of it in bricks like if i just i did a promo for another agora division recently uh, and they were on a tight deadline. So they needed it written in into legal in under a month, which you know, normally I take three months to write one of these big hour-long VSLs video things. The only way I was able to do it is by going through, like making a sprint and writing all the core stories in my seven stories framework out into like just, just those rough bricks. And then there was some shaping and stuff that went into getting it all together. But I don't think I could have done it in a month if I didn't have just the basic framework of like, all right, here are the core stories that I know I need in here and if I can get these together, then I know I can get the promo done in time.
1: Right, because each one of these serves a specific person purpose in getting the person who's re- watching the video or le- reading the story to get to the point you want them to get to, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You need, I mean, the the core bricks are, they're like essential building blocks to any promotion. So what I actually, I'll give you the backstory. I was mentoring under Jed Canty at the time. So I started under Mark Ford, was one of the spinoffs when ETR broke up. So he was the first really real copy mentor I had. And he was uh, kind of, I don't know, mentoring by abuse. (laughs) Just come, you come (laughs) in, you give him copy and he tears it apart as hard as he possibly can. And then you feel silly and then you come back and do it again and again until finally you get the no, this isn't bad. And by the time you get a Mark Ford's, this isn't bad, you've got a home run on your hands. So that was the first thing I learned. And then I went uh, to mentor with Jed Canty, who's done well over a billion dollars in sales. He was the guy that he built Newsmax from a million to 100 million. Then he went to Money Map Press in Agora. And I think he got them from 30 million when we got there to they cleared 300 million one year, mostly because of the, the copy and the processes Jed put in place. So like a legend, and he had the same type of mentoring style as Mark Ford, who was his original mentor. And it's just, you know, it's hard, hard end critiques until you get it right. So I was trying to figure out how to get it right. So I wouldn't have to put up with as much of the abuse. So what I did is I, I took all of his most successful sales letters, and I broke them down into just the core elements. And that's it was breaking down 10 or so of his sales letters and a couple other really good copywriters out there, the Mike Palmers of the world, people like that, that, that I came up with the original blocks, the the original story blocks. So it's evolved a little bit since then. That was probably 10 years ago that I had the first framework for that. And at one point I got this thing up to like, Sixteen stories, and then I realized it was just overcomplicating it. And there really are—you can over overthink anything, but there really are just the seven or eight maybe blocks that matter in every single promotion. And then the, there's other bricks you can add in that might help, might not help in certain circumstances. But these are the ones I've found that are core to pretty much every single successful promotion.
1: Okay. Great. Well, th- thanks for the backstory. I didn't, I didn't, I knew half of that part. I knew a little bit about Ford, not much about Jed Candy, but I didn't know. I love the fact that you analyze stuff that worked and you said, there's a system, there's a rhythm here. There's, there's an underlying structure. So let's, let's get into it. What's the first one?
2: Yeah. Uh, the first story is the paradigm shift, which is it's, I, I think of it, you know, people like to have, oh, I need a big idea. I need this something to open up the promo that's going to shock people. It doesn't have to be shocking. It just has to change their perspective of the world or their potential perspective of the world from it used to be with this way. And now I've learned something that maybe the world is different than I thought. So it's literally shifting a paradigm. One of the best examples I can, I can give people is, um, I did a, a it's actually, I think still holds the Agora's record for biggest front end sales in one day. So we did over 10,000 sales of the launch of the, the John Boehner promotion, which was the, it launched Money Map Press's natural or national institute for cannabis investors so oh oh, you you can
1: you can hear nathan's um, ears perking up as you say that because he has a few (laughs) clients in that industry please go ahead yeah well
2: no no that's fine i i got really into the cannabis industry i have a a couple investment like private investments in dispensaries and grows so like uh, I'm, i'm right there with you but this was back in 20 what was it 2017 i think we launched that promotion and you know the the investing world is still mostly you know older conservative leaning men. So they didn't feel like they grew up in the sixties and the craze where like, you know, reefer madness and this was all a terrible thing. And you know, it's a gateway drug. You take one puff, you're gonna be on the street as a heroin addict in three days, right? So there was a lot of resistance to investing in cannabis stocks, which had just started being listed. So what what we did was we got risk re- conservative Republican, you know, he used to be Speaker of the House, John Boehner, and he's now he'd retired from Congress and he was now on the board of a, a cannabis company. So we got him to come in and basically give the green light to conservative investors saying, no, this is, look, there's medical applications here. This is not, this is, there's tax revenue to be to be had that could save, you know, th- that's funding public schools. Like there's good things involved in the cannabis industry. And that really turned people around. And I mean, that that promotion obviously did gangbusters and it ran for, I don't know, nine months, which is a long time for a financial promotion to run, brought in, you know, I forget uh, many, many thousands and thousands of new customers for uh, Agora, which built that that division into I think a forty million dollar a year at one point for the the Cannabis Institute. That's awesome. Okay, so paradigm shift. Never heard anyone talk about
1: starting things that way, but you've got to do that. You got to show them. Yeah, things are different now, so pay attention. I love that. What's the second one?
2: The second one's it's the basic hero story. So this is, you You talk about this in your book, The Persuasion Story Code, right? It's yeah. basically origin stories. So there's a, a number of different origin stories. But if you're going to be selling something, the person that's doing the selling has to be in some way a hero. Like it, they can't just be your normal schlub off the street, right? They have to be admirable in some way. And there's a lot of different ways to do this to cover. I forget how many different types of origin stories in your in your book, but you can use War. any one of them for the hero story. It just has to actually make them into a hero. So, I mean, there's a couple mm-hmm. different types of heroes you can be to. There's the, this is one of yours. Like, I, it didn't exist, so I invented it myself, right? That's the the kind of the guy that builds the thing from the ground up, and he's just your everyday guy, and, and he's the one you want to emulate. There's the, you know, God Among Men hero story, which is just like, I have such amazing natural elite abilities that you can't compete with me. I'm going to leave all the competition behind. So think Porter Stansberry. If you know any financial uh, people, he has this like I'm a god among men, and it can be really grating to some people, but it also really works in certain circumstances. It's like yeah, I want a, if I'm getting stock picks, I want somebody to be omniscient who's making in those stock picks, and then th- there's kind of the. Um, I call it like the priest hero story. It's you're not the god, but if you go back to religions before Protestant Christianity, basically there was always an intermediary between the gods and the normal people. So if you can position yourself as the, you know, I have access to the gods and I'm bringing that to you, that's another way you can build up your hero story.
1: Sort of like the co-host of P- Copywriters Podcast or something like that. Okay, um, <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: All right. And and from there, this one has the word
2: shock in it. I like it, number three. You want to tell us about that? Oh, sure. It's the shocking discovery. Uh, and this is the, so if the paradigm shift is the world uh, was this way before, and now it's this way, there has to be a a moment, a flash of brilliance or realization that gets you to that paradigm shift. Like how did the hero of this promo discover this paradigm shift was, was happening? So with John Boehner, it was, I think he had a story about he was at a conference and this wounded navy seal veteran came up to him and said look i know congressman you oppose cannabis but i want you to know i was i was i had a brain injury while i was defending our country i got i was too close to an ied that went off i had endless pain nothing worked i started taking this cannabis and cbd and it's the only thing that's given me my life back so you have this like he." that the John Boehner in that example goes, well, you know, I love veterans. Like he's a a Republican. So defending the country is one of his highest values. And then to abandon a veteran to uh, when all the other medication wouldn't work. And this thing does, he kind of had to change it. And you can see it's a natural thing that he had to change his mind based on the facts on the ground. So that's the shocking discovery. It's something that like shocks you out of the current paradigm into the new one.
1: I, I love the emotion in that, but I also love structurally. How the shocking discovery number three ties together number one and number two, so you've got a, a synthesis and, and the
2: development. I, I love that. Um, what happens from there? What's the next one? <laughs> so the next one is my—it's a cheat story block because th- it's, it encompasses a, a number of different types of stories. I call these escalations. So the, the point is that you're escalating to the inevitable conclusion that the person needs to buy this product. So what are all the stories in there? There can be individual origin stories. Like there could be a, a scientist. If you're, if you're doing something medical, it could be how the scientist discovered this one element of it. It can be uh, testimonial type stories. Like here's what it accomplished. I, I think a lot of my, um, I did a, a promotion on virtual reality. So this was, we, we were promoting Nvidia stock when it was $7, which I don't know if, if anybody follows the stock market Nvidia's at like 300 and some right now. So it was a really good stock pick by Michael Robinson, the expert. But the application i chose to really sell it was this this virtual reality application that was coming up remember this is 2016 so people didn't have the same kind of reactions to virtual reality as they do now but i just went through and used every different application of the it was the the gpu processor that nvidia was selling so the first one was virtual reality which was like actually healing people's pain uh, there was a the story i opened with was a soldier who got all these third degree burns. And the only way you could tolerate the pain was with this virtual reality game while they were scrubbing his scabs off. So kind of a crazy story. But from there, I go to the childhood cancer. It's it's distracting kids while they're getting their chemotherapy. And then you go to self-driving cars. And then you go to, like, you just keep escalating up. And you see, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, OK, and here are the, the 25 companies that are buying this this GPU from this mysterious company. And it's Microsoft and Google and Amazon. and. And so you just build and build and build until people are like i have to get this thing so that's those are the escalations it's a million different types of stories but it's all building 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 are you getting tired of using the hero's journey in your sales copy over and
1: over again my book the persuasion story code will help you put together stories that convince your prospects and resolve their objections if you are a copywriter you'll appreciate that every single one of the 25 kinds of stories in this book have been proven time and time again in profitable sales copy. But I've also used these kinds of stories to close five- and six-figure deals for my own business, and so have many of my clients. These stories are easy to create and easy to tell. They sound like ordinary conversation, but they are all designed and proven to lead to a yes. You can get the Persuasion Story Code on Amazon.com. So get your copy today. Okay, so for the first time, I see a crossover between your your copy seven stories and music or cinema fiction. In other words, escalation is like yeah. the crescendo. It's like the end of act two, where the, the tension and the excitement rise right, right before... Mm-hmm. You get to something i love that what's what's next what's
2: after the escalation so not necessarily in order the next one that i i almost didn't include this in the seven it comes in and out like sometimes i consider this an escalation but it's in almost every single successful sales letter so i call it the forgiveness of sins story so you have to give people uh, a reason why they're not dumb for not knowing about this before Right. Especially if you're doing like a, a medical thing it's, if you're if you're selling natural therapy, you have to tell them why they were mistaken to not go with this before. Like it why it was why you got duped basically into going with the traditional medical system or if it's a stock, why the, the you know, the Wall Street doesn't want you to know about this. It has to be it can't be their fault that you just don't want to make your customer feel dumb. People people don't buy when they're feeling embarrassed or feeling dumb. So you need a plausible reason in there why they couldn't have known about this, or if they had heard about this, they were they. It was reasonable for them to dismiss it because of X Y Z reason. This is especially true in uh, weight loss. So that the the hundred million dollar promotion that you mentioned is actually 144 million in, in sales over seven years. It was a weight loss promotion. And most of the sales letter was telling, it was specifically focused at women and it was telling them why everything they tried in the past couldn't have possibly worked because it was designed for men and it wasn't designed for their hormonal fluctuations and like all these different things they could never have known about because this entire industry is geared towards male fitness. And so by taking this female first approach, they could lose, you know, they could have all these amazing results. And obviously that thing did really well over the, over a long time.
1: million. Yeah, I'd say pretty well. Oh, Nathan has arrived. Yes, sir. I
0: I know that you've given me a couple chances to jump in. This one particularly, though, I want to ask you, giving the potential buyer an enemy, a villain to blame, rather than blaming themselves for being dumb, giving them, say, oh, it's the pharmaceutical industry, or it's the corn subsidies, or it's those evil greedy capitalists or whatever whatever it is, giving them somebody else to blame for why they they have failed in the past. I wanted to get your thoughts on that before we moved on.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a large part of the forgiveness of sins. That's a, a often a huge thing is you've been lied to. There is this enemy. But I also like to include that in escalation sometimes. So it can have a crossover where uh, it's because the enemies, like say, uh, I don't know, big ag, you can make Monsanto into the enemy of a lot of things. And they've suppressed this information, but they've also created this opportunity by doing this thing. So enemies can be useful in a lot of different ways, which is why it's kind of a crossover concept. It's not just in forgiveness of sins, although it obviously can be a great, like in that weight loss thing, it was all the, the male focused trainers. This is why the women haven't been getting results and have been getting frustrated and you know breaking down crying because they're being abused basically because they just They're trying to, it's you know, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with male fitness to to for females. So, yeah, the enemies can be very very powerful.
0: You mentioned the cannabis industry, Big Ag and Monsanto are like the go to enemies for that industry.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, great. Well, I love that. Let's. We we've still got two more, right? Last one was forgiveness of sins. Now I know you said the last three can be mixed up in different orders, but what are the what's the next one you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, the next. The next one that you, you need in everything is a mission statement. It's it's why are you bringing this to them? Like, what is your bigger part? Like you don't want to be, Hey, I have a, a program to sell. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm here, I'm just here to sell you. You need to have some bigger mission. You know, I, I have my own products and my bigger mission is like, I want to in- increase liberty in the world. I want to increase freedom and independence among people. So I have, you know, my breaking free freelancing course. I have a new course I'm coming out with called the X plan, which is about getting some of your assets overseas. And all of this is my bigger mission is like, I see, you know, since 2020, I've seen tyranny increasing in the world. And I want to, you know, alleviate that in individuals' lives. Uh, a lot of these financial guys that I work with, there's just like, Hey, the system has wall street's been screwing you. Here's how you can get back. Like. I saw all this from the inside. It's such an ugly industry that I want to give the little guy power. Uh, in health, it's it's often the same thing. It's like I see so much pain in the world, and I, I you know, my mission in life is to alleviate pain for myself. Started with myself or, or my family, and now I'm bringing it to everybody. So that mission statement is super important. It has have to have a reason why you're doing this. That is not purely uh, you know because I want to make money from you, and and it it has it has to be real in some way. You can you can't fake a mission statement. People can feel it. If it's not really what that guy believes, I mean, you can fake it so far, but the, the best ones are always the most genuine, the most, it, there's a real story behind it.
1: Yeah, it sort of resonates with people at, at a feeling level, you know? <laughs> I, I read this morning that in the Tibetan way of looking at things, the brain is about the body, the throat is about the voice, but the mind is in the heart. That's That's an interesting way of looking at things, mm-hmm. isn't it? especially for a copywriter and finally
2: the hundred thousand dollar pitch it's it's the hundred thousand dollar pitch this is something uh when I was working with Jed Canty a lot which I'm working with him again recently but this was like because we both do angel investing and so our idea was like all right what are we gonna what what do you have to say to somebody to get them to invest a hundred thousand dollars in this thing and obviously with most things we're doing they're not actually investing a hundred thousand dollars but increasing the stakes of the sales pitch, just imagining that somebody's going to be putting something that valuable, like they're going to be going super heavily at whatever your product could be $29. It could be a thousand dollars, but to, to, it has to feel like you're selling a hundred thousand dollar product. So what are the, what what is the sales pitch that would get you to invest such a huge amount uh, in this thing? Like what is the most persuasive case you can come up with? So that's why we call it the hundred thousand dollar pitch. Cause we've, you know, if, if I'm going to invest a hundred thousand dollars in a startup or a company, it's like, I'm going to have to eliminate every objection. I'm going to have to know you're there with me. I'm going to have to understand everything going on. Nothing left to chance. So it's just basically a way of saying this is the most persuasive pitch I can possibly make.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. And I think this solves a problem Nathan and I have talked about and Carlton talks about the problem of selling on your heels or hesitating to get hundred totally behind it. If, you've, if you're going for $100,000, You've got to clear all of those um, yeah. doubts and, and like I'm doing stumbling, bumbling, uh, stuttering out of the way. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Let me Let me just review your list in one minute. And then I think you have a special offer, a free offer for our listeners. One, paradigm shift. Two, hero story. Three, shocking discovery. Four, escalations. Five, forgiveness of sins. Six, mission statement. And seven, the $100,000 pitch. Yeah, that's right. So what do you got for us? Oh, Nathan, you got something.
0: Yeah, before before we uh, let the listeners know the free gift that you have for them, I just wanted to say we didn't explicitly say it in this episode, but a lot of what this is, yes, there's the buildup, there's the tension, there's the kind of like the flow of how things need to go, but there's a very strategic how do I make them believe what they need to believe to say yes? And that's something that Joe Schrieffer is very adamant about as well is through the copy, there's certain things that they believe right now that's preventing them from buying. And I need to use my copy to go through and reframe things so that they believe what they need to believe in order to say yes. And this takes it the way that it's layered the the paradigm shift and then the escalation of different things it does that so perfectly and it does it in a natural flow i'm i have just loved this episode and i i super appreciate you coming on and sharing this with our listeners and i wanted to emphasize that point because it didn't really get covered but it's so important
2: yeah, thank you. My friend Will Green, who's another great copywriter, I worked with him for, for some years at uh, Money Map Press, he calls copywriting the scripted transfer of belief. And I just I love that definition. Mm, uh, because you I are tra- transferring your belief onto the viewer. And yeah, so props to Will Green for that, that thought. But yes, you're right. And that's, that is what I'm trying to do with this structure is help that process along.
0: Nice. Okay, so Excellent. David mentioned that you have something for our listeners if they wanted to check it out.
2: Yeah. David mentioned I was friends with the late Clayton Makepeace. I've done a couple speaking events with him between 2015 and 2019. Unfortunately, as you guys know, he probably, he passed away in 2020, which was super sad because I was just like really starting to to get to know him pretty well. But I did get to speak at his last live event. It was the $5,000 financial copywriting summit, but a lot of the lessons are are applicable. And he had me do a talk on uh, how to come up with a big idea. So I, it was. it's actually one of my most popular talks ever, and I'm giving that talk away. I got permission from the uh, the people that recorded it that I could share it. So if you go to henrybing.co slash idea, you can uh, just opt in and you'll get to watch that, that entire talk, which was, again, it's coming up with a big idea. And it's, I mean, there's a fancy title, but it's really just a Socratic method for coming up with a big idea that really resonates and, and drills into that paradigm shift. Nice. All right. That's
0: so- awesome henrybing.co slash idea is where you can get that. We'll make sure to have that in the show notes over at copywriterspodcast.com as long as well as a whole bunch of other episodes. Not very many of them as good as this one, though. This was a fantastic episode. Henry, thank you so really much well. for coming on. Anything else before we're out of here?
1: No, just th- thank you, Henry, for sharing this. I believe Agor or somebody paid you big bucks for the same information, and so I uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm happy happy to
2: do it.
0: All right. So copywriterspodcast.com. You can check out the show notes, get the link to the free gift that Henry has given away. And until next time, we will catch you later.
1: Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite
2: podcast app. This is the copy and funnels podcast network.